0: Contrast, uncle, yeah, you know that's us Where we only speak the real and the real rock with us Where we motivate the people and the politic on success Oh no, we ain't DJ Kelly, but they when we the best Contrast, uncle, Contrast
1: heading in it's contrast and cut season three episode 21 man big yeah. shout out to uncle snoops army and bobby d presents i appreciate you brothers it's your host dj one dollars like i won some money aka xylo ladies and gentlemen everybody everybody today we have a dope mega talented special guest i mean he's one of them real real artists entertainer, everyone's favorite YouTuber. His content and videos are real and deep and hella relatable. I mean, the brother has worked with Snoop Dogg. He has, you know, millions and millions of followers from Facebook to to Instagram, to YouTube. I mean, I got LA Truth in the building. What's happening, brother? What's good, man? man good I- to be here, brother. You know, I'm out the way. I'm, you know, virus-free, happy. Praying for everybody, trying to do my part. You sure you virus free? Oh yeah, I'm out the way. Gotta make sure, man. You know, they say a lot of people don't even have no symptoms, so. Yeah, and I have heard that they made the test a lot easier, so they didn't gotta stick the little thing down your nostril and get your uh, mucus out. Okay, cool. So you did the test? No, I just watched a whole bunch of shit about it. And then, you know, if you watch stuff that scares you, you eventually do it. (laughs) Facts. So, bruh, I got this quote, you know, let me know how it relates to you, or if it doesn't, the whole idea is, you know, to have you talk about it. And uh, here we go. Die Empty, DJ Jazzy Jeff. How does that relate to you? I don't know,
0: I mean, it's similar to a, um, I actually did a uh, like a 30 minute long live video about everybody having a purpose. So how I relate to it is, a lot of us are alive and living, but we not living. So dying empty to me is dying without leaving any type of legacy or leaving something positive for people to remember you by. That's what I take from dying empty.
1: Oh yeah, you try to leave everything out. It's like stuff that you have in your mind of coulda, woulda, shoulda, and didn't do. You don't want to be right. that there living like that. So, you know, die empty. Put it all out there. Musically, entertainmently. you know, the yeah. stuff that you want to accomplish and you're afraid to. The fuck you gonna get a no? Oh well? Right. And then like, just the people,
0: like people living with fear. Um, I mean, everybody's born to live, but you gonna die. Everybody's gonna die one day. So my thing is, is is people who who have so much fear and they're afraid to do certain things, they're afraid to speak their truth, a lot of things like that, it, it don't make sense to me because you're going to die one day anyway, so why not speak your truth and try to help as many people as you can while you are alive and just, like I said, leaving leaving a legacy, leaving something that people don't remember you by
1: that'll keep you alive forever. Yeah. And you know, the biggest things people forget about is stuff on wax and stuff on film will stay around for forever. If it's on forever. the internet, it ain't going nowhere unless, you know, MySpace updates their site and your profile pictures changes. That's just a different story. Right. <laughs> so, Brett, I was talking about entertainment, music. Did the game choose you or did you choose the game? Uh, I'm going to
0: say, I, I would say both, man. Because, like, You know, just a little kid. Since a little kid, I always wanted to be a part of it. I always felt like it was something I was supposed to do. You know, I've been doing all of this stuff since a kid, like from the writing rhymes since I was a little boy. And I always wanted to do the acting. So I guess it was, I would say both. You know, obviously I chose it too, but I just felt like it was always a part of me. I was blessed with certain talents that I felt like
1: that's what I should be doing. 'Cause it was easy to you. Well, it wasn't easy yeah. to others. Right. This came natural, so. What would you say is like your first confirmation of like, you know, this is what you're supposed to be doing with your life? Um for me with music, it, it
0: wasn't financially at first it made me feel like I was supposed to do it. It was just something that that I had I was passionate about and it cleared my mind. Like I lost my mother at the age of five, so. For me, it was like listening to other artists too, like Tupac. Tupac was one of my influences. Their mama was pretty major for me. I just, I listened to certain songs like that and felt like if they could do it, I could do it.
1: Mm. Now see, I lost my father when I was four. So I definitely mm. know what it's like to grow up in a one parent household and, you know, trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, man, it's tough, man. You gotta, you know, you know, it, it
0: still make you a stronger person as you, as you get older with that. But it still be certain things you may lack because of it as well.
1: Come on, I'm battling stuff daily on not knowing what to do until my wife wants to argue about it. Yeah. Most man, that's when you see it the most. Yeah, but all you can do is grow and learn from all of it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we all want to be better people, better men, better everything. So, you know, if, if you can go from a loss, a lesson learned, to, to positivity, no matter what, shit, that's all you can see from it. Yeah. So, bruh, we talking about confirmations, you know, what was some of your highs and lows through the industry before, you know, we get to where you at today? Um,
0: I guess the highs, you know, the highs came, you know, later in my career. Like, like I said, I just did a song with, with Snoop about two years ago. Don't disrespect. Um, The lows would just be. The different style of music, how music has changed. You know, obviously, when you make positive rap music, it's a lot harder for it to break than it is to get negative music put out there, or you know, music that just has no meaning to it, no no real substance to it. You know what I'm saying? So that's the
1: downs, that's the lows for me with with music, and just being I, able to break with a certain types of music. Because you know, you've literally gone viral multiple times in your career. And you, yeah. the moment that you fuck with the big homie Uncle Snoop, as one of the biggest highs in your career, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, when
0: it comes to the music, like I, I gotta speak. I definitely that's that's a legend. Snoop Dogg is a legend. So when it comes to hip hop, that would be a high in my career on the music side. So I go viral a lot, but it's not really because of the music. Usually when I'm viral, it's, it's it may be one of my motivation motivational speakings or one of my short films or something like that. So, you know, I've done billions of views when it comes to
1: the acting side, but the music side is a little different. So which one do you hold closer to your heart, the acting or the music? Uh,
0: It's kind of hard, man. They neck and neck, but I'm more successful with the acting side, so I actually do it a little more. But music, I was, I mean, that's the first thing I started doing. I'm very passionate about creating music.
1: I feel like because music was your first love, you wanted to be at the same level of everything else you're doing. But I don't yeah. realize that the music has inspired you to do the inspirational videos, to do the short films because of understanding how to break that down and put yeah. it out. That's the gift. And Yeah, that's a fact. No, it's dope hearing you say that. I ain't going to lie, bro. because that was one of my big questions. I wonder what he's going to say. Is he going to say... Is he really gonna say music, or is he gonna really give in on, on on the success of the other side? And right. Facts. So, bro, what's the process for you to to do a video? You know, when you get into to making the films and and you know putting out all this content, what's the process? What's the inspiration?
0: Um, nine times out of ten, if I when I do stuff like that, it's something I experienced myself or I seen it firsthand. But when I'm doing like a lot of skits, I come up with a lot of stuff right on the spot. So it's like I, I consider myself a genius when it come to that, man. I can just I can just think of something that fast and just put it together.
1: And see, the hardest thing for people to do is to close an idea. And boy, you got you got closures, you got uh, uh, sequ- or sequels coming after that. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's the power of the mind. And I feel like you know the mind is the strongest thing and the most fastest thing on the earth. You can close your eyes and go to Japan and close your eyes and open it you know, stay here. Stay here, exactly. than most definitely, man. I'm a Gemini too, so like I
0: be I be balancing so many different ideas at once. Yeah, well, I'm thinking is, about man. my clothing line. I'm thinking about the next song. I'm thinking about the next short film. I'm thinking about what I'm gonna teach my kids that day. Um, you know what? what motiv- motivational topic I want to speak on. So it's like, it's so much stuff going through through my head at, at all times. And I'm hands on with a lot of stuff on my own too, as well with my social media pages and all that. Huh, so that was
1: you that followed me back? It wasn't a machine?
0: Most definitely me, bro. <laughs> oh,
1: my bad, bro. I had to have a little fun with that.
0: Uh, it's all good, bro. <laughs> it ain't me responding to every message though,
1: but. You know, you if know. I follow you, it's me. Hey, everybody! He ain't following that many people, so y'all, you made the list. You made the cut. <laughs> uh, so, bruh, let me ask you this: You know what? What's some of what's some of the joys of what you do? You know what? What is the at the end of the day the the results you're looking for? Is it you know? Is it to really? Is it to inspire through the music? Inspire through the videos? Or is it to change people's lives through you know seeing some real shit and real content of you know like everything you just said, bro? Like that's that sums it all up. Everything
0: you just said, man. It's more about inspiring and, and motivating as many people as possible because, like, I understand what it's like. Like with not having a mother, a lot of kids don't have that outlet. A lot of kids don't have mothers or fathers. So just being able to see somebody speak positive and and motivate them to do something that's that's like that's really kind of what I do it for at this point like the money is cool but seeing somebody smile and just changing their life in a better way and just motivating them to never give up is like it speaks volumes
1: so who was the one that named you the
0: truth um I I call myself the truth man I actually started that my on my own just speaking the truth and And that's the first, one of the first rap names I came up with, but I changed it to La Truth because when I, you know, back in the MySpace days, I created a page and it was like, it was at least 30 pages of rappers going by The Truth. Mm. So I said, wow, I I don't want to be just The Truth like everybody else. So the LA means lyrical assassin, and it also means the in Spanish. So, the truth. So I knew by putting it, putting it together like that, I would be the only person using that name. Uh, well, that's, that's where the name came from. And a lot of people thought I was from Los Angeles because of the L.A. truth. And it was like, nah, I'm not from L.A. But, bro, you
1: be speaking the truth like you from L.A. Yeah. <laughs> where you from, man? I'm from L.A., to be honest. My family from the East Coast, man. we okay. moved out here in the, like, 70s and then you know I came around in the late 80s. But well, you thought I was from LA? Nah. I didn't okay. a lot of people did though. No, I was just making a joke out of it because you know they always say there's a, a, a whole bunch of everyone in LA got a rip some real in them. You know, it's something that Fox said, and a lot of people take the heart to that. And so when yeah. you said LA truth, it's like, you know, oh he gotta have some LA in him. Right, gotcha. No, no, no. I know you from the South. The hospitality and the realness, bruh, that shit don't come from LA. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I ain't trying to knock it, but it's the truth. Yeah. So, bruh, I could talk to you about videos and music all episode, and I definitely want to get into my next segments. And, you know, my audience is waiting for it, and I'm going to get into it. You know, it's my uh, awareness segment, it's about police interaction. I'm talking about yeah. when them blue lights hit, that high mean back of your neck and searches for everybody in the car. And you hear that blurp sound and we get pulled over. And I ask my guests, you know, everyone that comes on the show, what was the last time they were pulled over? And what's some advice they can give to, you know, their youngster that doesn't have a big brother, dad in the situation to give them some advice in that situation. I've been that kid.
0: Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, for me, man, I've been, I've been stopped probably over a hundred times, man. I, I'm one of the most unlucky guys when it comes to getting in that automobile and driving and and just getting through that peaceful without getting stopped. And this has happened since, cause I started driving young and I've just always, it's always been like a cop magnet. Like I always get stopped, but um, I just feel like you just have to, at, at that moment, just judging by what happens with cops, you can't be aggressive at all. You have to to listen to what they're saying to you, and I mean that's so far. I've been I've been lucky to get by with all that. I ain't none of the cops never shot at me or you know treated me in a, in a bad way.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: so. I never I never experienced that. Like I've I've definitely had them search my car, um, and just you know never never got found anything on me. But I, I got harassed by the cops a lot, and I think it, it definitely comes from what you're driving and stuff like that. A lot of cops will pull you over for that, man. I done had every excuse in the book. Tinted windows, rims, all type of weird stuff, but I don't know how I managed to get out of all that stuff. I, ain't have, I haven't experienced any of that crazy stuff that I see on TV, but I think it's because of the way I, I approach the situation. Like, I, I show my ID. It ain't no need for me to ask a, a million questions of, I do want to know why you stopped me, but at the same time, I wanna leave this, I wanna leave this scene without getting shot or giving you any type of reason to think that I'm trying to do anything to you because they they make the excuse of fearing black men anyway. Or just, you know, different races. They make that excuse that they fear you. So I don't wanna give you a reason to fear me. When you come up to my window, I already got my ID
1: and my registration right there waiting for you. What's, you know, what's one thing that people do wrong that they should do differently in the interactions, in your opinion? I mean, I I just think they got to keep the emotions together.
0: Like, I understand that they mad they got stopped. They may feel like they was pulled over for no reason. But you can't you can't really come into that situation with an officer, especially when you already know they feel like they know it all. If you coming at them in a certain type of way, then that's that's when they are gonna be way more aggressive. And like I said, I've been stopped over a hundred times. I've got I've gotten some warnings. I've gotten some speed tickets. You know, I've I've got I've got tickets and stuff like that too. But I I never had to deal with the the stuff that I see on TV a lot. And I and I watch. out. now I have seen some approach it approach it kind of the way I did too in the turn
1: bad. So it's kind of like. It's just who you dealing with at that time. I've got some uh, OGs that definitely sat down, and you know, the one thing that they say to tell the youngsters that, you know, if you're realizing you're being calm, cool, collective, and they're aggressive, just say, take me to jail. Just end, end all the in-betweens and get to the paperwork, because you'll be over by the morning. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. I, I could see that working too, man. Better than Better than
0: being put in a
1: box. Come on, come on. Actually they have your ass sit out there for a crime scene for hours and then you go yeah. and damn bag in a box
0: right just don't give them don't give them no reason you know don't give them no reason
1: because they're gonna use any reason in the book to be able to get you with that no, I reaching pre- for anything all type of stuff I appreciate you sharing the story and, and really shining light because you know as real as, as as your videos are I'm like man I want to have his perspective on here. <laughs> yeah man and I'll
0: be like I said not to I don't want to throw my own race under the bus but when it comes to out of all the the times I've been pulled over I actually got worse treatment from black officers Mm. and that's crazy I, I don't understand why but I got worse treatment from them damn that's deep as hell no, I've never got a warning ticket from a, from a black officer.
1: Man. Cause like, it's almost like as if it's a legacy, like, cause in their mind, they're trying to create a, a standpoint in their head and you know, all they're doing instead of educating, they're putting a fear in there. Yeah. And
0: like I said, I did, I had, I had Rams on my car and stuff like that. I got stopped and I felt like, even in that situation, it, it just seemed like it might have been a little jealousy in that situation. No warning, and the same thing I might have said to that cop, I've said to the to the white cops, and got a warning. I got a, a warning with the white cops. I'm like, look, because I've been stopped so many times. Like, I tell you, my rims probably threw my speed off. You know what I'm saying? That <laughs> <Dead ass. laughs> it's it's worked several times. Like. My rims, I'm going to get them calibrated, make sure that ain't what it is. We're going to give you a warning. But the black cop, it didn't work at all. Maybe, I mean, maybe the black cop is just smarter or they feel like they just know that the rim, they must feel like the rims can't throw it off. I don't know. But I, but you know, if you got rims on your car, it can throw the speed off.
1: game, uh, game.
0: But gang. it never worked. It never worked with, with, the, with the black cops. It's an automatic ticket. I'm in court. Oh, I gotta pay my lawyer to go to court. So it's like every time. But I've I've got several warning tickets. So it works, everybody. It works. <laughs> yeah, tell them your rims is throwing your speed off. Come on, come on, let the gym But Slow down too. Like I was young. This is when I was young. Like I hadn't got a speed ticket. Um I probably have I haven't been pulled over in a few years. So now, you know what I'm saying? I, I used to be, I used to drive a little faster than I should. I used to hit the brakes as soon as I see a cop. That's another thing, too. When you see a cop, and you drive. Don't hit them brakes. Stay, take your foot off the gas and keep keep pushing. Don't hit them brakes. As soon as you hit them brakes, they know it was a reason why you hit them brakes. So that gives them a reason to pull you over. Yeah, facts. But so once I learned that, like, I don't hit my brakes ever now. Like when I see a cop, I continue to drive. I might take my foot if I was speeding a little bit. I'm gonna take my foot off that gas and I'm gonna stay driving. Cruise, yeah, cruise,
1: man. That's so you know. So, bro, as we just got hella serious and talked about some real serious things. Sometimes it give us PTSD. And, you know, I apologize. So I'm like, how the hell do we get out of that transition and have fun? And so I came up with this thing called Trading Places. And, you know, it's that movie back in the day, Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, they wake up and Mortimer's, you know, the whole thing switch. And so I take that idea and we take two iconic lives and we switch them. And, you know, question number one is, will it work? Question number two is, what would life be like if they traded places? And the two people I got for you is... Kid Rock trading places with Jermaine Dupri. Question one: Will it work? Can you see Jermaine Dupri in Kid Rock's body, and can you see Kid Rock inside of Jermaine Dupri's body? It probably will work. Now, will it be something different by both of them if they traded places? See, the only
0: thing about that one is uh, I'm familiar with Jermaine Dupree a lot. I don't really know a lot about Kid
1: Rock. Right. I know a little bit about Kid Rock, and I know probably a lot more about Jermaine Dupree. But the whole idea is to have them swap and think about what it'd be like if Jermaine Dupri was in rock music and from Detroit. And then you got... Okay, so Kid, so Kid Rock do rock and roll music. Yeah, yeah, he do rock and roll music. He do some. He did like a couple of rap records where he blended it in, but essentially, I heard his name before, but I ain't, like that's so why I said I don't
0: really know his. I didn't know his genre or none of that. So nah, I can't see it working. Then
1: most definitely not. Fair enough. Fair enough. So can you see uh, uh, Kid Rock from Detroit growing up in Atlanta and surviving the same way uh, Jermaine Dupree did? Yeah I, think, yeah, I think he could. And then same question. Do you think Jermaine Dupree would make it in Detroit? I don't know. Detroit a little rough, I think. Mm.
0: Uh, I think so, though. Like, they characters, from what I know about Jermaine Dupree, I think so. I think he'd have been all right. I don't think Jermaine Dupree was a street guy nothing. He was a regular. He carried himself in a, in a manner I think he'll be okay. He was a businessman. you will talk about yeah. anything. Yeah, I think he'd have been okay either, either way. Uh.
1: So man, you definitely survived Trading Places. I got this next segment called Impulse Q&A. And you know, the whole idea is to have you think about quick answers to these quick questions. They're uh, questions on cards. They're from like a fan perspective. Gotcha. And you get to pass. But the whole idea is that you gotta answer three questions. If you All were, right. question number one. If you were stranded on a desert island and you could only choose one person to keep company, who would it be and what about one animal? My wife. And one animal? Yes. A dog. What kind of dog? Pit bull. Fair enough, fair enough. Red or blue, or Are you gonna get a bully? Red, red nose. Okay. Fair enough. Question number two: If you got stuck in an elevator and were forced to listen to only one song, what song would you pick? Uh,
0: what song? Dear Mama.
1: Mm. Okay, I can see that. That keep you calm too. Yeah. Question number three. What would be the worst movie sequel ever made? Pass. What's something that people think makes them look cool but actually makes them look ridiculous?
0: I'm um, trying to be gangster.
1: You know, coming from the streets myself, it took me a long time to realize that going to jail and dealing with police and going to the Twin Towers in LA and all that shit, ain't all what it's cracked out to be once you get caught. And that shit is stupid. Fair enough. enough. So you survived in post Q and A, brother. Salute. And man, I know you said earlier, uh, you know, you got kids, and I gotta make sure I take this time right now to take my hat off to you, give you your flowers for being a dedicated father, and you know, being in your kids' life and balancing between, you know, the industry and, and being at home. And so my question to you is: Is how did you find a way to balance? Uh,
0: I don't know. It was I ain't really have to balance it because like with being a, being a father and being an entertainer, I put them both, you know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, being a father is probably, is more important to me.
1: So, I, didn't, I never really had to balance those two. Mm. Do you bring like the kids and everybody everywhere you go? Nah, yeah. I definitely can't take them everywhere I go or nothing like that, but.
0: I definitely can't do that. Dangerous yeah, world, you know, just traveling and I, I can't take everybody with me, but, you know, but I got a very supportive wife that take care of that situation whenever I do have to be out of town on business with, with the entertainment. Gotcha. Like, myself? I guess that's one of the things that make it a lot easier, too. Like, when you have a wife, somebody that truly supports you and you know you can trust them, it makes it a whole lot easier. Now, yeah, and that being, being alone doing this, it it would have been, I would have had to answer that a whole lot different.
1: uh No, that's the yeah. truth, bro. Because, I mean, my kids haven't busted in on me not one time during this interview, so. Really and then who made the whole world still going on while we're able to still work. So, no, I agree. Facts. facts. Uh, definitely, shout-outs to the whites that definitely support their husbands and make stuff happen. Make the world still... Yeah. So, brother, what are you most excited for coming up? I know with quarantine, getting ready to end, you know, what's some stuff you got in the works, you got plans? Um, I
0: got a reality TV show, it's called Flex Atlanta, that's that's gonna be starting up soon as this pandemic is over, whenever that is. I got a couple of films that I'm uh, I'm gonna be in, and I'm I'm shooting some films and stuff on my own as well. And maybe a new music project, I'm actually thinking about doing another album and seeing how that works out.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. What's something you gotta do that, you know, that would make you be like, I'm ready to retire. I'm I'm done with the game, you know? what? what's the goal? What's the end goal?
0: Gotta make a billion dollars, man. Mm. Trying to get to some billions.
1: I'm happy you threw that S on the end of there because I was gonna say, you know, your spirit won't allow you to be comfortable just getting one billion. You're gonna have to get a couple. Yeah, most death, bro. That's the goal. Yeah. Man, bro, if you notice this show, you know, it's, it's unique, it's different. We ask like the same type of question, but we ask it differently because the whole idea is, you know, to be outside the box and stand out. And so I'm like, how do I finish the show and, you know, keep that same energy? And then it hit me, you know, the guests, I mean, my uh, fans are getting ready to know what's coming. And it goes, oh, you got any questions for me?
0: Um, this how long you say you've been doing the show, man? Because I actually like the
1: format. And like, hey. I appreciate that. Be very honest with you, but December 2019. Okay, I'm up, like bro. six months in. Like, let to say I've done over 90 to almost 100 episodes. Between yeah, 91 episodes.
0: Yeah, I respect that, man. Keep doing it, man. I like I like what you're doing. It's something positive as well, too.
1: I appreciate that, bro. That means a lot coming from the truth.
0: Oh, it's all love, man. That's how I am, bro.
1: Real talk, real talk. Uh, It's Contrast Uncut, Season 2, Episode 21. Big shout-outs to Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D Presents. I wouldn't be able to interview dope brothers like this gentleman over here on the side of me on the other side of the screen. He wouldn't be able to tell dope stories like he has on episode. I mean, he gave the truth about his name. Come on, come on. He gave the truth about so many different experiences. And you know, I like to say people drop gems on the show, but you really had them diamonds dancing in the dirt today, man. The Diamond in the rough came out. We talking about LA Truth. I appreciate you, brother. The Lyrical assassin. Thank you for coming on, man.
0: I appreciate you too, DJ One Dollars. Hey. Yo, yo, what up, man? It's your boy, LA Truth, and I'm locked in with Contrast Uncut. Shout out to Snoop Dogg, Uncle Snoop's Army, and Bobby D Presents. Hey, I
1: appreciate you. Wow, bro. Five or Fitted shook ones I never reached Survive a quiet storm I guess the louder you could be Or the freaky tide We was lost boys Mr. love. Feel like I'm the one uh, Bum skibbity bum Quest love on a drum
0: From the roots of Black star Are you bishop or you kill? On the roof for the juice See how smooth You got me reminiscing over you I
1: had that 1G regulate Mind playing tricks on me Ghetto boys better day Jump around house of pain Mama said knock you out Double L, cool J Time still ticking though Big clock, flavor That's a Man, I know you guys can't smell this right now And I ain't talking about none of that other stuff I'm talking about some of that good stuff, that smell good stuff I think it's breakfast, what time is it? It's breakfast time Make sure you tune in to Contrast Uncut No matter what you're doing Whether you're eating breakfast, you're smelling good food Like I'm smelling, or if you're smelling other stuff We're good to watch too Make sure you tune in, thank you